boys and girls. Welcome into the latest installment of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the everything sports show where we talk and you listen. My name is Colin Locks, and we're coming to you live from the top floor in Moore Hall on the campus of Central <laughs> Michigan University. Joined, as always, by my, my guys, uh, Amy McDonald and Dylan Getz. Guys, uh, how are we doing today? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. You know, doing yeah. great as always. Hey, can't complain with the week of sports we just had. So. Oh, that's, an that's amazing right. week That's of right. Sports. That's right. It was amazing. Before we get into that, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Colin underscore Logston. Guys, what are your Twitter handles for the, for the uh, folks? Mine is Dylan underscore Getz for you, Andy. At Andy underscore McDonald 23. No more a baseball fan or whatever it used no, to be? No, I used to be baseball <laughs> Andy 12, but, you know, then I got a suggestion that I need to get a career. So yeah, you I had decided to, to uh, You realized you weren't 12 years old anymore? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so oh. That's like that email you make when you're like 10 years old. That was yeah. like the you age you pretty much right. anymore. <laughs> I, honestly, I never made my Twitter. Uh, so a friend of mine made my Twitter when I was young because I didn't oh, okay. want to get one. And then I just never changed it. It just stayed there. And it's just, I, I never, it. I didn't even know how to change it until uh, my buddy Andrew Serma he showed me how to change the, uh, change the Twitter handle. Yeah. So I was like, Shout perfect. Out. All right, great. He showed you where the set eats thing was. Yeah. <laughs> no, because on, on the phone you can't do it. You can only do it on a computer. Yeah, yeah. Figure that, that out. Is right. You, you have to go on a laptop. Okay. You can't use it on the phone. Yeah. And I yeah. thought you could. And I was looking for the phone. Couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Well, we're glad you did. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and I'm glad you guys are here. And we got our producer Alex Hansen in the corner. Alex, how's it going, man? Alex is giving us a thumbs up, so we're good to go. All right, starting out, I think we all know the biggest uh, story in sports is this week. Super Bowl 51. What an unbelievable game. I mean, and it goes up 28-3. to It's over, right? We're all thinking it's over. Game over. Yeah. At that point, I mean, is that what it, you guys were thinking? It was the point where, yes, yeah. it was getting Like, no doubt. You're, at 21-3, yeah. you're like, okay, maybe Brady can do yeah, something. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say no doubt, but I was, yeah. I was the point where I was saying Atlanta's going to get this win. Like, I was, I was yeah. accepting it in my yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly wanted to get up and just go, like, like working on paper or something. Yeah, do you know, something like, else. I was just done with the Super Bowl. I was Actually, like, I fell asleep. Oh, That's how bored I was. I also had – I also it also was part of a – food coma too we oh yeah pizza, we had nachos oh, we had so much <laughs> we had a part of a food at. coma but that, that game was so boring i fell asleep part of the reason i bad. have to say that like i actually like kind of proves that i didn't officially give up was because i was still in grand rapids and had to drive all the way back here that night and mm-hmm. i had a 9 a.m the next day oh geez. so yeah. like I, I i was like i can't though yet i was like it's still early in the third quarter can't leave yet if this game gets wild and i miss it i'm gonna be so upset so mm-hmm. that's right i think that's we right. can all agree i made the right decision to stay and watch the end oh definitely oh definitely. yes yes you did wow listen to that on the radio would have sucked yeah right? oh, <laughs> it all would have been nearly the same so yeah. and i woke up it's like my myself knew my subconscious knew i woke up right before <laughs> hightower got that fumble <laughs> yeah i woke up Instantly, five seconds later, that happened. I was like, "Oh my god!" I woke up at the perfect time. Here oh we go. Yeah, and everyone yeah, just had the feeling that was the game changer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Brady's gonna get the ball back now. They're in field range, field goal range. Um, after that point, that was that was really a changer, wasn't it, guys? Yeah. The, I yeah, mean, the, the, the turnovers. I mean that. I mean, everybody. The, the the big debate right now is, you know, who was it? More the Patriots making the plays, or was it just Atlanta making dumb decisions? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's both. It's both. I, I think it was it's, both. Yeah, I, it's a collection I, of both. You you can't make a 19 point comeback like that without help from the other team. It's impossible to do right. something like that. They have to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. The this thing is 25, 25 point comeback. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, total 25. Yeah, in the yeah. fourth quarter, or whatever. Oh, it was oh, like 19. Or yeah, something that's like right. That. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. But just like thinking about it from that standpoint, I I think. It, the Patriots still had to make the plays. They still had to do their job in order to be like – they still had to force that fumble. They still had to make the sack that took him out of field goal range. And Brady oh, yeah. still had to drive down the field. Yep. Edelman still had to make that crazy catch. I mean, that that's all a part of it. If they didn't do they, – they had to be literally perfect, and they were. Like, they did everything yeah. right. So, I mean, I think you got to give more credit to the Patriots than just saying they were lucky. I completely yeah. agree. Dylan? Atlanta yeah. definitely had their uh, – you know, weird play calls and stuff. You know, they passed it like three times on a 
on a drive when they should have been wasting time but it, it really just that comeback left me speechless it, it was uh it was amazing edelman's catch was absolutely like just just draw jaw dropping and like tom brady he owned the fourth quarter he you got to give tom and uh the rest of the pats more credit he, and then after they got the ball in overtime, you know, after the, <laughs> after the coin flip, you knew that that was game. Like, they were going to win. Oh, it. when they it went to overtime, you knew it was game. You know, so the momentum yeah. was way too flipped. Momentum, oh, yeah. for that to switch. Another, yeah. another perspective people need to think about when they just, you know, dog Atlanta for keep throwing the ball. What did they do when they were up against Seattle? They kept throwing the ball. What did they do when they were up against Green Bay? They That's kept what they throwing did all the year. Yep. They're an aggressive team. That's how they play. And it, or New England finally took advantage of it and – capitalizing their mistakes other teams didn't do that so i mean right that's that's another thing people need to think about it came back to hurt them in that game because yeah, new england had twice as many plays yeah it was mm-hmm. the biggest differential in playoff history yeah in it, plays it killed them because they kept getting the big plays but the patriots would get the little chunk yards and waste like eight minutes at a time that's right. what really wears down a defense how many oh, times yeah, the coach sure. long drives like that wears down a defense that's better than just like three straight 25 yard plays yeah. defense gets off real quick but they're they're, they're well rested how many times mm-hmm. do coaches get criticized for not being aggressive enough though that it, that's true. Yeah, if, that's true. True. If, if if those are completions instead of sacks and whatever instead of fumbles, another touchdown instead of a turnover, then that's game. That everybody's right. calling them the greatest, like him, one of the greatest coaches to ever get some of the Super Bowl or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the way that season went, so it yeah. goes completely two ways. If you know, it, true to me, I, I, it's a risky it me, move. If risky it was move. me, I'm running the ball. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> it's it's right. so you got to do time. that. But I'm I'm just saying, like that's what they did all year and they stuck to it. I thought. Mm-hmm. The one possession where we're really critical of them is when Julio had the great catch. This was after the fumble. Brady goes down, gets a touchdown. They get the two points. It's an eight-point game. Mm-hmm. But Atlanta goes right back down. Julio gets the great catch to put him down at, what, the 22? Yeah. At that um, point, yeah. it's over. You're in field goal range. Right there, you run the ball. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. And the next play, they did a little toss to the outside, lost four. And then the big sack is what killed them. Yep, and the then they try to pass out. again and then lose another 10 yards on a holding. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Run the dang ball. Yeah, like after the first no. two plays, you thought you would have learned your lesson. Don't get knocked yeah. out of field goal range, especially when you have one of the best kickers in the league. It's against the That Patriots. was all you needed. Like, yeah. Be smart. Play conservative for once. That's mm-hmm. the time to do it. That's where, as a coach, you know you need to do the right move. Yeah, being aggressive definitely killed them. They, the, they that was what got it. them there, but then that's what killed them at the yeah, same time. Yeah, it's, it finally beat them. Right. I mean, it, it, it didn't beat them all playoffs, and it finally beat them. And that was the biggest difference in the game, obviously, were those two defensive plays. I mean, they don't get that turnover and the sack, take them out of field goal. The, after that, because I, I don't know about you guys, I disagree with Belichick's onside kick. I thought that was not Way a good, too early. Not Way a good time early. to do and that. And I called it, too. I, I told my roommates, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if the onside kicks it right here. Like, oh, yeah. He's not that no stupid. Shot. I'm like, I think he will. And yeah. It was bad, bad call. He's the kind of guy, and I remember I told you guys, uh, there's gonna be one trick play that was gonna help New England in that game to win it. That one when they uh, on the two point conversion when they did the f- whatever Brady did to make it and ran up the middle. That, that was the nice. one. They that do was... it every game. They always get one to that do was that. was beautiful. And their other two point conversion play was great too. Oh, the, the little th- oh quick my screen. gosh, dude! Mm-hmm. Just you can't so run. Designed, you can't run plays like, any better than that. That shows yeah. how good their coaching and their execution is. Unreal. That's yeah. why they're the Patriots. If that was the Lions right there, you know it would have been some shitty play and they would have probably lost five yards or something. Stafford would have missed a throw or something. You know, you really, and you really, you really saw what makes them the Patriots and what makes them the Falcons. It was those adjustments in the fourth quarter. That's what Belichick does, and that's what Brady does. That's why they win. Once they came again. back. They got the big stop, and right after that, uh, that last holding to really knock them out of field goal range, yeah. where they had a punt. I knew it was over. Oh yeah, Brady's exactly. gonna, You gave Brady his chance to tie. It's, it he's not going to blow it at that point. <laughs> no. you're, you're talking yeah. about a, you're talking about any team that needs to have like a quick drive, a two minute offense. 
I'm taking the Patriots over anybody with him at quarterback. I mean, that's just how it goes. So, yeah. I mean, now it's like clockwork. It, it already was before the game, even to me, but after it, especially, I mean, he's the greatest quarterback to ever play. I don't care what anybody yep. says. Best, best player to ever play in the NFL. Don't by far. Me. So. By far. And we had this debate last week. If he mm-hmm. wins his fifth, is there no doubt? We already all thought all thought that before. Yeah, it's, it's we were yeah. saying even for the Brady haters. And one of yeah. my buddies is a big Brady hater. Even after that, he said, "You know what? I can't. I can't deny yeah, it anymore." How, how are you gonna just? How are you like, gonna come back from that? You're talking and, about the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. <laughs> History. Yeah, and he he did it when he was thirty nine years old. Obviously not by himself. The Patriots have always had good teams to help him do. Oh that. yeah, oh yeah. But, but come he's on, there. He's the you know? he's the he's the general. He's the field general. Yeah. He's doing it. I mean, it's unbelievable what this guy does. And that's what we were saying on Twitter. It's like no, he's not the only one doing it, but he's the leader of the team. Yeah, like exactly. he gets the credit for when they lose. He he takes the blame when they lose. He gets the credit yep. when they win. In sports, exactly, the yes. quarterback that is the position of a team. Yeah. Like that is the that's the one that yep. is like you know the, the absolute not, center. Of there's not a more important position in all of sports other no, than a quarterback no, in football. So nope. you have to give him that credit. Like there's Definitely. there's no choice than to not give him that credit. Exactly. No. I mean, he's it's, won it five times, it's and that's why I never like the knock yeah. on Barry and Calvin for never winning mm-hmm. because wide receiver running wide receiver receivers and running backs aren't graded for wins and losses. No, they, they can't it's, do that Especially themselves. wide receiver. Calvin, that was never his fault. Yeah. yeah. But it's all yeah. quarterbacks are, are, are judged and graded by wins and losses. Brady's the winning, winning his quarterback in NFL history. Therefore, he is the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's, that's Especially if you listen to modern era with how competitive football is nowadays compared it's, to it's, like it's unheard compared of. to like the 60s or 70s <laughs> yeah, when it won like right. the Packers won everything. Like, no, <laughs> Every, no. Yeah. You and do it not, today, you're the best. If you ask me, he's not going anywhere. I mean, he's oh, still yeah. going to be back next year. He's still got a good – I bet he They bring Gronkowski back next year. They were about Gronkowski. They're only going to get better. He's playing lacrosse dudes and walk-ons, guys, and all these cast-offs from other teams. That's white boys, and he's turning them into studs. With, point out. with guys that the Browns have dropped off their teams. Yeah, know? exactly. Just, no, really. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Really. I mean, really Stafford is. gets coddled and gets all these weapons every year, and Brady's just like, you know what? Give me some undrafted dude. I don't care. I'll make him a stud. Exactly. I don't need studs. I make studs. He just does it himself. And that's why he, he's truly the best. I, I, there's got to be stuff that he, like, he must like talk to him about the field or just something and be like, this is our system. Like you got to buy into it. Because yeah. you can tell like these players, like – when they play with them and they're new, like they all just like believe in the guy and everything. Mm-hmm. Like the way that like Hogan like was like talking to Brady after the game in the locker room and stuff, you could just like tell like it's like it's like father to son kind of talk. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The way that he just like just oh, he picks apart the field in just ways that I don't know. Like I said, I tweeted this after the game. He's like the Jordan, the Bulls, that Bill and Tom. That that's what our era. Like that's what we're mm-hmm. seeing growing our generation. That's what Tom and Bill are. It's just a different sport. Yeah, to right. me, it, it's I agree. the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, five championships and what seven tries? I mean, it's it's like the same thing. Yeah, that's it's absolute just dominance. And it's in know. football. That's yeah. that's, yeah. that's yeah. even the only more difference insane. is a different it's, sport. Right. Success has never continued. No, no like longer. you saw the Panthers made it last year completely drop off. Yeah, mm-hmm. you see these teams drop off every year. The Patriots are the have been the, the one, one consistency the last consistent fifteen years. They're year. the only team every year. They're every year they're competing in the playoffs. They're always towards the. It's like I can't. I my don't dad, know how they do it. My dad finally can't just say to me, you know, oh, I grew up with Jordan. I can say I grew up with Tom and Bill and the Patriots. Right, like, right. That, that was yeah. what I got to grow up and watch. Oh, yeah. Greatness. Yeah, that's, just, for sure. that's why I always appreciate it. Like when people just hate on him so much and everything. I understand if you just don't like him personally or whatever. Because you know, he, he has his moments where he's really mm-hmm. cocky and stuff. But. Brady? 
Brady at, 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 at times, like you know, the, maybe a tiny. Everyone's yeah. I understand why people get mad about it. I mean, I think he's a pretty humble guy just in general. But yeah, he is. Like some of the stuff he does, I can understand why people hate him. But it at the same time, it's just like you just gotta accept it. I mean, I don't know. If you don't accept it and if you hate on him, you're missing out. Like you're missing out on one of the greatest athletes of our generation. I can tell you firsthand as a Pistons fan. Back then, if I'd have been alive when Jordan was alive, I still it would have been the same like feeling towards me. Even though the Bulls are like kind of a rival of the Pistons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they were they dead rivals. Yeah. 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 Back then, one hundred percent. Isaiah Thomas saying, was the only one who could break, you know, um, Michael Jordan back in those days. You know? Jordan had to get by the Pistons to finally start yeah. winning some championships. No, the Pistons it. had his number for years in the thirty yeah. for, in the thirty for thirty. He said it. He said if it was never for the eighty nine like Detroit Pistons or whatever, because he said it in that Bad Boys mm-hmm. documentary. He said he never would have been the player he was. He never yeah. would if it wasn't for the way the Pistons bullied him. And pushed the him Jordan around. Rules. He never, yeah, exactly. If it the wasn't Jordan for that, rules. wasn't for that, it never would have. Right, that's yeah. a different topic. No, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, we get <laughs> the analogy though. We get, yeah, we get we, the yeah. We so get, the other we, debate, the other question I asked you guys last week was if Brady was considered the best, is Belichick considered the best now? And I said in all yeah. sports, in all of American sports, is he the best head coach ever after what you saw Sunday? Yes or no? I think I think he has to be. Yeah, it's, because it's hard to go against it. Because yeah, because if you look at it away, you know, when you try to name some other a, a different coach that would that would be better than him, it's harder to think of you know somebody who could top him. He's participated in like I think it's ten out of fifty one of the Super Bowls in his time, and that's just that's just amazing. I I know not all of them were him as a head coach, but even even as an assistant coach or wherever he was for the other three, that's just. There's there's no other coach that I can compare to him, you know, like like a Jordan and LeBron. There's no other, you exactly. know, we make that same analogy with Tom. Yeah. But there's there's just no argument, no no other guy that you, yeah. that can come in and just take over, take over Bill Belichick. You notice I said Jordan the Bulls because I can't think of someone that has as much of an effect as like Bill. I mean, it's just it's like the way that he Belichick's done it now. Um, I I like I said before. I said I couldn't just say it because I felt like there was someone that could have matched it. After that comeback, I, I've been persuaded. Like, it's, it's Bill <laughs> Belichick. I think he's the best coach yeah. to ever coach in sports. I I mean, you're yeah, talking – I mean, I'm not trying to be biased towards football because, honestly, I'm more of a baseball fan than I am anything else, you know, just being real. What's your so, Twitter name for a while? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Baseball it, Andy. The the great name, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, been a trademark of mine. But um, anyways <laughs> – um, no, seriously, like I, it, football is a very tough sport to win in that much and keep doing it consistently with how much of a physical grind it has in your. I mean, not that, that we're talking about a coach, but I mean, you still have to have the players to do it and everything, mm-hmm. and just the way he's coached these different teams and different players. Over, I saw a thing on Bleacher Report: over two hundred people have played in the Super Bowl oh, that, with yeah, Brady that and Belichick. That's insane. That like, is think insane. about that. that like is crazy. over two hundred different people have done. Kyle Van Noy got to win a Super Bowl because of those and two. A sack. I mean, right. Yeah, exactly. It made a huge play <laughs> in it. I mean, you're you're Can't talking about guys it. like that. That you can think of multiple examples that have literally just went to the Patriots do that. I mean, mm-hmm. Randy Moss is one of the the biggest ones. Like you know, goes yeah. there, does that. Goes yeah, there. main reason. Yep. I, I still personally think Calvin Johnson should have done that. I would have been oh. so happy. If I was sitting in the Super Patriots. Bowl. I was like, I, yeah, I would have loved that for him to go out like that as a champion. So happy. Think about what would have been this year. He would have. Yeah. Too, yeah, and they could use them too because yeah. that was the one thing they were missing was that jump ball receiver. Exactly. There's a lot of rumors about it. There's a lot of rumors God. about it. Would have been awesome. They should have made it happen last year. They should have traded him to New England for his last hurrah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> he deserves that. He deserves that. Well, heck yeah, he did. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll always, sure. I'll always be salty that Calvin Johnson never won, never won anything because 
It's one of the reasons I hate the Lions franchise so much. I love them, but God, I hate them at the same time. Oh, I, <laughs> because I, just, I just hate them. It's, yeah, it's, it's because of stuff like that. You get great players and you absolutely just put them to the dirt. Ruin it's the same thing. Ruin Ruin Barry. Both of them. Yeah. Two of the best of all time. Ruin them both. Pathetic. But yeah, that's, lions are a whole yeah, other yeah. thing. I also yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I also lions. tweeted like about how like can you imagine what it'd be like to be born a Boston fan? Like just be born in Boston. Oh my with god! What they win yeah. the Celtics, do. the Bruins, yeah, the Patriots. <laughs> The, um, who's another team? Boston, yeah. the Red Sox. The Red Sox. <laughs> like, unbelievable right. with won, that. I mean, They've all won so many championships. The rivalries the these teams have, the great games, the <laughs> the stadiums that they have, that they play everything in. They're all. It's like everything about Boston. That's just the sports town, man. Like, yeah, I would really love is. to have grown oh, up there. Oh, yeah. Being yeah. a sports And fan. Detroit's a great town, too. Oh, We've I love Detroit. Cha- I love Detroit. Won a championship. Like, it's because I'm born here. I mean, I was born into it, and I'm the kind of guy that feeds off that kind of stuff. I love Detroit. Yeah. I think it's one of the greatest sports cities out there just because, you know, it has four. Staying on topic, going back to Belichick, I agree with both you guys. I said it last week. He wins this one. He's by far the best of all time to do it in that many different eras. And he won. A, he won with the Giants back in the day too as a defensive coordinator. Was a um, great coach yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was. He made the the Browns as successful as they could be when he was there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. He at least got them to the playoffs far better right. than they are now. <laughs> I mean, um, just you saw the adjustments he made. You saw the difference in his coaching, but then. Uh, the difference between him and Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. you saw that it was evident who the master was. Oh, and who exactly. was, who was, was still a big up and comer. He just showed his expertise and uh, just beautiful. And I think after after the press conference, he's saying, you know, already we're looking towards next year already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just he's so, so focused. All he, all he wants to do is win. He just won the bit. <laughs> he just won one of the biggest Super Bowls ever, the biggest comeback, and all he's doing is thinking about the next one. Right. That's why he's the greatest. That's why he's the greatest. I mean, how about the MVP though? Did you guys like? Do you guys think Brady should have got it over White? Oh, for sure. Really. You break the Super really? record for passing yards. No, oh, th- yeah, that, that that's, that's why a big you gotta win. It. I mean, four hundred what sixty six. Wait, was great, yeah, but Brady, Brady's but the one who did it. I know, yeah, oh, for sure, he still, he still got him there. But James, I feel like James White did. You know, he's like the, the he's the uh, the untold MVP of this. Yeah, goal. exactly. Because like, I mean, the game he didn't he had do much on the ground unreal. other than well, he had the two touchdowns on the ground, but he only had like thirty or so yards on the he, ground. He's like the butler, then, but in the air, he had like over a hundred yards worth. He's like the butler from the Seattle one. the guy that wasn't like a big name that made a huge difference in the game. Yeah, that impact player. Yeah, because like I mean, everybody knew James who James White is, but like the like you just didn't think he'd have that big of a game. I right. guess I don't no. know. I didn't expect it. No. Mm-hmm. Well, coming into the year, he was like the third string running back behind Deion Lewis and Legarrette Blunt. Mm-hmm. Legarrette Blunt did nothing in the oh, game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all, and then Deion Lewis so got hurt. Bad. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he didn't get benched after the fumble. Oh, I thought for that sure that yeah. he pretty that much did. But, yeah. But James White, the Wisconsin dude, I remember watching Wisconsin. He was yep. a beast there. Oh, he yep. was so quick. And now, you know, I, lo- I love Wisconsin it. always produces the run. Not that they've all turned out, but they've they, they always have the big like yeah. huge running backs. Yeah, and their college it's unreal. And I think I said last week, watch out for that because the Falcons allowed the most receiving yards to running backs the whole season. Mm-hmm. I, think I, did, I think I did say that. I, I, although I didn't even expect James White or anyone to do what he did that game. I mean, he's the first player in Super Bowl history to, to have ten receptions and two rushing touchdowns. <laughs> Real. Yep, I mean that Unreal. last touchdown to win the game. That was just determination. Oh, that really yeah, was. He, right. that he, was got hit. he would he not be denied. He was in front earlier. of him. He was and like, "That's yeah. my touchdown." And he's a little guy too. He's not big. Yeah, no. that's not Garrett, like Eric Blunt. That was yeah. determination. He got lower than the other dude and just willed his way in there. I mean, that's you, a championship that play. Yeah, you, you see that right there? You see the goal line that far away from you? You're doing anything. Oh, he don't. Yeah, he would not. You are willing yourself. I know. I know you're supposed to give 110 percent every play, but you know some dudes actually give that much effort. Right. That was 100. Yeah, that was. He was. He was just. 
full yeah. throttle right there. And you could tell the Falcons just will and just confidence was shattered. Mm. They, they knew it was over. Oh, yeah. They were out of gas. I, I feel bad yeah, for Matt were. Ryan. Yeah. I do. I feel bad for Matt Ryan. And <laughs> I... He he played a he played a good game, but at the same time, you know, people always wanted to keep defending him and everything else. I, I don't care. All right, I know he got sacked. I know he got rushed. They didn't they didn't block for him. You gotta throw that ball away. Yeah. When when you have the chance, yeah. to, honestly, you can, you're an MVP, dude. Turn it around and throw right. it away because it makes a huge difference in the game. Like he still yeah. had time. He turned around and he didn't get rid of it. That was a big issue with me. And then fumbling, dude. Talk it in, like right. Yeah, it, th- those are plays the MVPs can't make. Don't care what the situation is, mm-hmm. you can't do it. They break. I mean, Brady threw the pick six early in the game, but yeah, I said <laughs> that was my tweet. Yeah, I yeah. said that's not my MVP. Yeah, yeah cause, I, I mean, yeah. honestly, I was really disappointed. With I Matt still because okay, like, like yes, Matt Ryan was phenomenal. He had the great year statistically and everything else. But if it wasn't for Julio Jones, he doesn't do any of that. Like seriously, exactly. Like, I still think Julio Jones is just as big of a factor on that team as Matt Ryan is. That it, I, I at least for sure, that. but. No, I, like I just, I he's got to make better plays than that, and like yeah. no matter what, like he, he admitted after the game in his in his press conference, he said that you know he he could have made more plays to be able to keep them in the game, and he he made a lot of mistakes, he missed opportunities, he didn't say we, he kept saying he, mm-hmm. and um that that that's big for him to be able to say that. I mean it's, that takes a lot, but and he played a nearly perfect game, seventeen for twenty three, two hundred eighty four yards, two touchdowns, but I mean at the end of the game like that, you got to get rid of the ball, you can't fumble. I mean it's. Right, yeah. at least in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I mean, he didn't play like MVP uh, in the clutch. No, he didn't. I mean, he, yeah, he, he definitely did not. No matter what, there's so many other other points in that game where they could have scored again or whatever. I mean, you're talking about 25 points. I mean, 31 unanswered. You're talking about 31 unanswered Crazy. points. I mean, think about that. And he couldn't do anything. To, I mean, the, yeah, over, the overtime one's a, get, a yeah. gimme, but because he, he could, he literally couldn't do anything about that. Yeah, he, he lost yeah. the coin toss. <laughs> right. So I mean, that's how it. That's another thing. So, what do you guys think about that? Because I know it's a huge debate. Like, the well, I think you got to hold them rigged. Well, no, the, no, the overtime in general in the NFL. Do they need to do something about that? Because I, Matt no, Ryan had no I, say. I really, I really don't think they have to do something about it. Because if you go into overtime, especially in a Super Bowl, like your whole team has to be good enough to be able to win, not just an offense or not just a defense. So, whoever wins the whoever wins a toss, like you have to go out there and get the stop, like. You can't just complain that you guys didn't win the coin toss. Like, you have to go out there and you have to get the stop. There's no... Right. Like, it's a 50-50 chance. Like, there's no BS about it. You have to go out there and you have to stop the opponent. Like... There's no other choice. At least hold no field goal, you get a chance. Like that's that's a fair point. I like how they change the time. I don't like when people are complaining about that because, like, honestly, if even if you do lose the toss, you still have a same opportunity to win as the other team. Like, just make the stop. I I, I I think that's a I think that's a fair point, but I do disagree. I think that no matter what, the other offense should be able to get a chance. Because like what you just said, it's very true. Like and why even have a coin toss? But well, no, I mean make it as much like a, a football game as possible. Still decide who gets the ball first or second. But I'm just saying, like in college, I don't like how they do it with you know putting people on 25 yard line. I think that's dumb as hell. But like how I like that. I, I think it's too close. Then it's just like give me it. points. I like how you have to go. But I think the offense should be able to at least have a chance for the other team to be able to come back. Because, I mean, you're talking about a whole game. And, and if you really want to make it as real like as real as possible, then both both sides of the ball for both teams should have to touch the field at least once during 
an overtime period. That's what I think. I don't. I'm not gonna be like the. I'm not gonna blame I, it and say that's the only reason they lost because they blew a mm, twenty yeah. Uh, yeah. whatever twenty eight to three lead. So right. I mean they see, deserve to lose the game at that point. But. See, I, I disagree. I disagree. I think he had his chance after Brady tied it with like forty seconds left. Yeah, that was bad. Ryan too. had his chance. That and they, was really and, bad. And then their offense just was pathetic. That and they had, was, and they had a punt yeah, again. That was horrible. You know what? Punt, that yeah. was his chance to go down and get a field goal. Well, if you're the MVP, right. if you're the MVP, you if you're the MVP, you can get your team a field goal range. Stafford's done that so many times. Oh no. No doubt, and so I, that was his chance and against he lost against he mediocre teams, mind you. But I'm True. not, I'm not. <laughs> right. He's not the MVP. No, yeah, exactly. And I and I'm not saying like just for this game though. I'm just talking in general because yeah. I mean I I just think in general, in general I think the NFL. offense should be able to have another chance. Like it's like kind of ridiculous that an offense comes on the field and scores. What if that's what both teams? That's what they're good at. I mean that's their. They both have strong offenses. The whole game's been a shootout. Why doesn't the other offense get a chance to at least come? Yeah, back well, I mean, like it. it is a team game. Like okay, after if that, it's a after shootout, that, it's sudden death. Yeah. After that, it's sudden death. But I, I don't know, man. I, I just think it's, I think it's hard. To, I mean, the other thing is, you got to be able to rely on your own. The defense. reason that the rule is good, I guess, even though I still think it should be the other way, is because the time, like, if the Patriots do one of their slow drives where they just kill the clock as much as they can until they get the touchdown, then Matt Ryan gets left with what three minutes, and he has to go like hurry up. I mean, that's. Mm. If you put together a long drive, so then it's like, okay, well then, did Atlanta's offense really get a fair chance to score? I don't know. It's 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 a it's a good debate, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's I, definitely debatable. Yeah, yeah it's so. it's something that they're. I, I don't know how serious they will look at it, but I definitely think it's going to get thought about in the off season because it has been such a like huge issue right now. Like people, yeah, are there's really, a lot really of people that are upset about yeah, it. Yeah, about it not going to us, uh, Atlanta not getting another chance, but. If you're an Atlanta fan, how can you be upset about that part of the game? Like, right. The There's so guys, many other things that you could be disappointed with. Oh, All right, yeah. guys, we're going to wrap this topic up. Okay. We're going to move on, and we're going to go to Michigan, Michigan State basketball. Oh, boy. But it was actually Ooh. something that uh, broke out today, and now we're getting some new news as of late. I just got text from my friend, and uh, we need to we need to uh, verify this and confirm to make sure it's true. Today there was, they found out that Demetrius Cooper, defensive end for the Spartans, was kit, was um, – Suspended from the team for domestic, it was uh, police battery or something like that. Wow. He like, yeah, police assault, oh, it was assault and battery, and he was arrested and he was removed from the team. And there, half an hour after that, there's news broke that three Michigan State players were kicked off the team for sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Well, we're getting confirmation oh. on those players right now. They are Donnie Corley. Oh, Donnie oh Corley, the what? star wide receiver. They're I only really good player left. Quick. Josh King who was their top defensive end oh last God. year. And the other freshman they had last year, Demetrius Vance, who was a uh, safety at Castle. Yeah, oh, yeah, yep. yep. Yeah. All, all were four stars in their recruiting class last year. All are now off the team, including Donnie Corley. Wow. Who oh was the God. stud, that, yeah. who was the cream of the crop. <laughs> and my buddy just texted oh. me as a Michigan State fan, and he's uh, not too happy right now. Oh, there were some rumors that LJ so Scott was involved, but they're finding out that's not true. But Donnie Corley's name was also around. I think he could be yeah, even more important. No, exactly. He's, he's Donnie Corley was the team. only I'm really friend they had in that team. Like official, right? Yeah, now. I'm trying to find something too. Who's the Who's the beat writer for like Michigan State on oh, my gosh, guys I know. <laughs> no, I I'm not. He sure would obviously have something about it right now if it came out. Yeah, some that's some out. That's but be I remember, a huge. Loss. I remember last night there was rumors about Corleen like LJ Scott walking off the team or something, and everyone's saying no, that's not true. But this is what everyone was hearing. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, that is. That's so I don't actually, see anything on Twitter, but this is my Donnie Court. <laughs> just, just right that's now, a big hit. Well, for I mean, MSU football. What, exactly, and you gotta wonder. And, what and my was state friend right wouldn't now. just throw oh. these names out there. Like he heard this somewhere. That's and and oh, and there was a staff member too. I'm gonna text him right now. See where do you hear this? That, yeah, that, you got, guys, can I get your thoughts on this? How big? How big of a blow is this to state football? Yeah, you know, I mean, state football was already not looking too good in the first place, and then, then something like this happens, and they they. 
They're about to hit you rock bottom. Just you wonder know, where like, they're gonna go from here. Yeah, if, you know, if they, if they <laughs> lose these kind of players at this point, I mean, you can talk yeah. about recruits and people to come in, but freshmen aren't the same as experienced players. And oh, yeah. I mean, There's no they were to... already enough in the tank as it was with how well Michigan recruited yeah. over them. And yeah, I don't care, D'Antonio. I know you've made three stars into good people, and you don't get respect, baby. But I'm gonna let you know, like your team isn't doing that good right now, and mm-hmm. you're not gonna turn these three star players into anything yeah. over the people that Michigan's getting right Plus, now. Plus, like that's just guys not how check, it's gonna like, work. Like, you're a coach of this football team, and, like, these players play for you, and you're somebody that yeah. they should be looking up to. Like, come on, that that just shows that, uh, you know, that just, that represents the whole MSU football team. You know, it really does, no matter no matter if it's just the three guys. Like, people are going to look down on the MSU football team because of that, mm-hmm. and it's really sad that, that 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 thing had to happen to them and just had to happen in general, you know? Like, no, and it's – it's. I mean, it's nothing against, like, the Michigan State, like, faithful or whatever. I mean, I feel bad for them to have to deal with all this. This is yeah. just horrible. I mean, you can't – you were kind of finally starting to get used to being good all the time. And right. now if this is, like, actually, you know, an official thing and they're losing more players like this, mm-hmm. I mean, you just got to ask yourself as a fan – is D'Antonio like still the right guy? I know it's insane to think about, but yeah. after one year of going three and nine, I mean, it's not like the uh, John L. Smith years where they just sucked in general. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, usually when you're that good of a coach, you don't just have a three and nine done in there. It's un- it's understandable to have like a mm-hmm. a seven and five or you know whatever you know from that standpoint. But it right now. Their football program just does not look like it's in a good spot. Yeah, it is definitely not. They in are a good already spot. In, a, in a really bad spot. They're already mm-hmm. getting their butts kicked on the field. They're recruiting trail, and these are really three of the only talented guys they had coming back. Donnie Corley was probably their best, their most talented. Probably, on the whole team. yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he the only wide receiver they had. Yeah, I mean, well, LJ, LJ Scott's pretty good. I don't know. He's yeah, him too, I, him I think, too. I but, I, pretty, but at least like in the yeah. passing game. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, is, I'm just saying, like in. T- eh. He might he might be better than L.J. Scott. I don't know. Regardless, it's a huge. He was goal. only a freshman last year, and he yeah. was a freshman All-American. He's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was a beast at Martin Luther King High School in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone wanted that killer. kid. Yeah, he, and everyone's everyone's everyone thinking, you know, he's future first team All Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And that was really all they had coming back. Wow. I can't name any other weapons they have. That's sure. just a huge blow. I mean, well, yeah, no, he's not. Huge he's suspended. They're suspended, so they're not officially kicked off. I don't know if suspended means. Yeah, I don't know what who means. knows? I guess what it means they gotta find out if if they're all guilty. What's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. that's it's just if not they good. are, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. No, there was a lot of locker room talk from last year. There, you know, Malik McDowell walked out on the team a couple times. They just had another lineman who was another four star from last year last year's class. His name was Theo Lacuska, who just left the team. And I don't know if you guys saw his quote or even heard about it, but he came out and said, "I'd like to say it was a fun time, but I'd be lying or something like that. I'll miss oh, my wow. bros though." He he said that in the Instagram post. Wow. Yeah. So I like to say is... I had fun, but I'd be lying. Yeah. And that was another four star guy. <laughs> what right. the heck is going on? Yeah. I mean, what there's, is happening there's to state really football? something wrong with state football. Is right it was is is it just losing does this to a program or is there something more that we don't know about? I think there has to be something more. What is you it? You know, there has to be yeah. something. I want behind. answers. Still in, I'm we seeing, want the people want answers. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of tweets. Yeah, like I, I, I like I have a buddy who goes there. I'm, I just searched in general. He said disgusted with MSU football right now. Inexcusable. So, I mean, yeah. something something obviously there has to be yeah, yeah, that yeah. was like official. So, 
Um, I'm, I'm still well, yeah, trying to find it is, it is official. There. Yeah, they were involved with sexual assault with some female yeah. back in January. Suspension of three Michigan State football players. But then right before and, that, and a staff Cooper. member. Yeah, and a staff member, too. What that was. What's up? I don't know what's up yeah. with that. But, but Cooper, I mean, that defensive end, I don't know if you guys know who he was. He was an up-and-comer, too. He was kicked out. He was um, suspended today, yeah, too. Yeah, he spit an officer. He spit an officer, yeah. yeah assault in the like, battery on a police on. officer. Like, that is literally pathetic. So, really within an hour, four Michigan State guys and a staff member were all in hot water. Yeah, that is pathetic. After it was already going on with the football team in general where they're plummeting that's going to kill your recruiting even more that's going to kill your local and national perception yeah that's you're losing you're Everything that Detonio worked for is exactly, falling apart right falling now. Exactly, you got to right. wonder how much longer he's going to stay with like all this kind of stuff going on right now. I mean, is, wouldn't it, that, is it just done for them? I, is it just that this is what they are and they're going to go back to Michigan just going to whip their ass? Oh, if, if they get if they get beat bad this year after this? stuff like this, I don't know, man. They might be. That might be. They, they, yeah, might, they, be might, be worse, they might be even worse this time. season if they're without Donnie Corley and Josh King and Demetrius Vance, especially Corley. They might be even worse this season. I know, especially having to go to Ohio State to Michigan. Yeah, that, and you get they play Penn State again. They play Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I'm speechless. Like, They're gonna get is, their butts whooped. Pathetic. There's got to be something going on behind I, the scenes. I, I, Five guys. Like I'm stunned right now. Yeah, I am stunned. The Antonio's program. I mean, on the field, yeah, it was bad. But you always knew, like, hey, off the field, he's still he does the right thing. He's a good guy. I don't know what's going on with the program right now, but troubling times in East Lansing for sure. I, oh, I don't know yeah. what to say besides that. <laughs> That is awful. Yeah, crazy times. When we come back from this commercial break, we'll talk some Michigan State and Michigan hoops. We'll talk uh, the game in Chrysler at Chrysler the other night. Our own Andy McDonald was there, and he'll break it down for us. After this commercial break, this is Unsportsmanlike Conduct. No one likes to be known as a one-trick pony, and neither do we. That's why we like to say we know how to save you money on things like ink cartridges, computer repairs, software installation, and virus and malware removal. Still not impressed? If you can't make it to our store, we even offer delivery for our ink cartridges. Because at O-Ink, we cut the fat off of ink prices and much more. Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus. And we are back on Unsportsmanlike Conduct. I'm here with Andy and Dylan. We just got done talking the breaking news out of East Lansing on the, on the football team. We're going to switch topics a little bit and go to the basketball court where uh, Michigan, Michigan State just played recently on Tuesday. The Spartans came in. Uh, they were they were really the team rolling, came into Ann Arbor. Andy, you were there. I mean, I was, I was. Michigan Man. beat the living snot out of Michigan State, beat it by 29 <laughs> points. Nothing I expected. Tied the largest route. win in the Iso- for Michigan overstaying the Izzo era, which went back to his first ever year there in 96. Mm-hmm. Andy, what did you see there? You were you were there. You were live at Chrysler. Tell to, us about it. To be completely honest, you know, walking into the stadium, it was it was pretty split. There was a lot of green and white. Um, it wasn't like all Michigan. It was kind of disappointing from that standpoint. I mean, there was still plenty of maize and blue. It was still when they started going on the run, it started to get lively. But you could kind of tell, like before the game, that Michigan fans were more uncertain about you know what was going to happen this game, less confident, and every single Michigan State fan like really felt like they were finally in their eyes. Like their team was finally going to get to that point. 
However, just like this whole state of basketball has been this year, it's been <laughs> unpredictable, no matter what team you want to go to, including our Central Michigan Chippewas. But um, <laughs> it's just, I mean, how many two weeks ago we were talking about Michigan coming into the game, being the hot team after, you know, they just got their big win over Indiana. They're looking like they're finally going to figure everything out. Michigan State lost three in a row. They're the team that's on the down, and Michigan comes in and drops a bomb and loses the state. Not that both, not that really either team played good. And I, you know, I thought Zach Irvin would be the big difference. Of course, he still hasn't decided to wake up and play at all. But yep. it it was phenomenal. I mean, just I think it took about a fifteen point lead before Michigan fans actually started to believe they're going to win the game because that's when it just started to get like unreal. Like people were just. I mean, when when T.J. Wilson got that dunk. And yelled in the oh, face, got the technical. That was that was when, and like ever. and like I I wrote a column on the whole thing. Um, really, that you could tell like Michigan fans wanted that. That's that's what they've been waiting for since what since season started. Just an identity, something to be able to point to to say this team really actually cares, and they have a right. motivation. They're playing with a purpose, like they want to win. And really, the guy that you can't say enough about right now, and John Beeline said that as well. You can't say enough about him is Derek Walton Jr. Uh, just phenomenal. I mean, the guy's playing like an All-American right now with the way yeah, he's played yes, in the past yes, yes. the past four or five games. Um, he, he, I mean, he's averaging over 20 points in those games now. He's now the league scorer in the team. Um, just he's putting his head down and he's playing to the ability that he really hasn't played to his whole career. Um, you know, I, I, I said earlier this year, him and Irvin both have not. When one shows up, the other one doesn't. Well, now Walton's showing up consistently, and Zach Irvin isn't there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Michigan – just in regards of the night, they blew them out. I mean, 75% shooting in the first half. That was, yeah. Are was you kidding me? Like, it was unreal. And when Duncan Robinson hit the three to end the first half, I thought the roof was going to come dagger. off the place. <laughs> that was a dagger. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I, I Beautiful had a Michigan, setup by Walton on that play, oh, too. It, unreal. Mm-hmm. I, I had a Michigan State fan sitting in front of me, and uh, we were kind of jawing at each other, you know, to start the game a little bit. And, uh, he, he, like, once Michigan started to go up, you know, he obviously got pretty quiet. And <laughs> after Robinson hit the three, he just turned around and shook my hand, and he just said, yeah, I'm going home. And that, and that, <laughs> and that, and that was so it. Oh, yeah. They were just filing like out of game. the place. I actually got to move down closer, so it was Hell great yeah. in the second half. And No, it, it was great. I mean, I I got less than five hours of sleep out of that night. I drove a total of probably, like, seven hours from everywhere <laughs> I was going, and it was all worth it because Michigan blew them out. It, yeah, it, it was yeah. a, another rivalry game that I could definitely add to – you know, say I've been at now. Dude, I, I was so of. close to going to the game because my buddy's dad works for U of M Athletics. So close to going oh, to that, really? and I wish I would have. Yeah, it's <laughs> they, they shot 75% in the first oh, half. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm pretty could. sure, yeah. Eight, eight for 11 from three pointers. Uh, three pointers. <laughs> it was unreal, yeah. dude. They did That's what? what the Michigan offense could do. We've oh, seen yeah. this in certain stretches. UCLA. Indiana, UCLA first half. The big one, that was huge. That was like 50 mm-hmm. points in the first half. Like but we've UCLA. never seen them do this against Sparty because Sparty always plays the good defense. Oh, yeah. I thought and for even sure. Even when we were beating them a lot in the Trey Burke days, it was it always came down to the last second shot. Yep, exactly. It's the first it, time it was, I think in our lifetimes that we've watched them it, blow out Michigan oh, it, State in basketball, and it was so worth it. And so, oh, it was yeah, so it was, worth it the wait. Great. It was unbelievable we, to feel the energy in that place. That's an energy that Michigan has ahead all season. You mm-hmm. like just the you finally yeah. like and you it was just saw the turn against Ohio State. <laughs> oh, they exactly. Were dead that whole You're talking game. about the same team that uh, three they finally days ago. woke up. They finally woke up. But why did it take so long to wake them up, Andy? Dylan, why did it take so long? Why couldn't they do this earlier? It might be too late now. 
They should have woke up earlier, but they definitely they came they to the play shooting. during this game. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty. Well, you said they shot seventy five percent in the first half, and then even after that, they shot like sixty percent in the on the on the whole the game, game. Yeah, and was, even that is super impressive. Like yeah, sixty point four. Um, yeah, that that even that's amazing. And then forty seven. And then something else, something else that really helped them was all the turnovers that they, yes, they forced. That's a great. Point. In the first half, they had twelve. Uh, 12, 12 yeah. in the first half. And then four of them were shot clock violations. Like, that is good. Michigan's defense, defense right was locked down. I mean, were, it, it yeah. really was. And, then, and the way they clamp. handled Milo Bridges, I mean, he put up yeah. 15 points, but a lot of those were garbage time points. They put on the clamps he, in that game. They, they played phenomenal. Mo Wagner was playing better than oh. I think I've seen him play all year. He had a great um, game. DJ Wilson was playing a really good defense on one side. Uh, no, it was, I mean, it was phenomenal. And what really, yeah. you know, really just bugs me is, you know, you keep I keep looking at Lenardi's. Um, bracket predictions and everything else, and yeah, Michigan hasn't won the row this year. I'm not saying Michigan should be a tournament team. I'm not because I don't think they're there yet. They they have their chance. It's all in front of them now. This yeah. this game was the turnaround point for Michigan. They can if they can go even four and two during the stretcher. They have seven, so uh, four and three might be risky. But yeah, if they if they, they can get five, but it depends who they beat too. If say they were to beat like Purdue at home and then beat Indiana this week on the road. Those are two big enough wins that might actually like you know push them over Propel the them. Oh, it would. It would. With, with I, being uh, the teams they're supposed to be, with yeah, the, you know the yeah, Nebraska's yeah, so and the too. whoever else they have left, but because obviously they're going to get a couple row wins with those games. But um, no, I mean Michigan State right now is still projected in his bracket like a nine or an eight seed. That's ridiculous. It is That's ridiculous. All like, I am. Yeah, That's all of reputation. They beat yeah. no ranked teams. How, yeah, yeah, exactly. No nobody. They, they don't right. have a winning record in the road. Nothing. There, and there's lost nothing the, they to lost put the them Florida there. Florida. Go- no, they, I mean they lost to uh, who was it? Almost they, lost Florida Gulf Coast. They lost to who, the really bad team, Northeastern. Northeastern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Northeastern. Northeastern at home. Then their tournament team. That's the worst seed. That's the worst loss they have of of. I mean, that's worse than any loss Michigan has on their whole schedule. I mean, oh, Michigan, by far. Michigan I mean, really doesn't have any bad losses. They don't have a terrible one, but it's it's the, the really bad one right now is the Illinois loss. That looks bad. They got beat by, like, 20 <laughs> against Illinois, yeah, who, true. who's terrible. Yeah, they did get smacked. <laughs> but, um, no, it's, I mean, Michigan Michigan has, like, and they still have those wins against Marquette and SMU earlier in the year that were good wins. One of, yeah. I mean, those are I mean, they're neutral site games, unfortunately. If those are road games right now, like, considered actual road games, Michigan would be still a tournament team. That's for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. That, that's the biggest thing people have against It's understandable. You're 0-6 in the road. You can't do that. I mean, they, they've had opportunities to win on the road, and they haven't done but it. But the fact that State's getting all this love when Michigan has looked like the better team. Yeah, Michigan's, exactly. Michigan's the better team. They are. They're the, Michigan I, oh, nearly yeah. won East Lansing. They, 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 they showed in them. the 29-point They nearly won East Lansing. Don't, they destroy them at The only at reason home. they lost in East Lansing is because they, they weren't hitting some of their shots that they usually do. And that yeah, this and one, they and, obviously hit more yeah, than they normally yeah. do. And they relied on Zach Irvin in that game, and he went 0 for 8. So, yeah. I mean, that, what, that what, what really surprised me on Tuesdays, I thought he had to have a big game for them to, mm-hmm. for them to win. He too. still was horrible, only I had did. three points, three and, they, points. and they won despite, despite him. Three rebounds. They don't need no him assists. anymore. Honestly, he's just a they liability don't. on the no, court. No, Derek yeah. Walton has finally stepped into that role. Michigan hasn't yeah. had this kind of a player yeah, since Nick Stauskas left. Yeah. They haven't yeah. had to go to at the end of the shot clock player that they can no. give it to. They and Walton is like him. just out of nowhere. Like if you, I mean, he's finally reaching his potential. Yeah. He always he he was a really big time recruit. Like, like he I always said, had the talent. Like I said in my column, I walked through the doors. I I bumped shoulders with the guy, and I said sorry for hitting him. And he turned to me and said, "It's all right, go blue." And he said, "This is going to be the night we turn it around, man." Like he said that to me, Hell and I yeah. thought to myself, like I was like, okay, then I like that. I'm like, like okay, good attitude, but it's Michigan's not going to win this game by more than a you know a, a last second shot right. or something <laughs> crazy than that. Yeah, I never mean, thought it was going to be. He like was some more right than I could have ever imagined. Like this is seriously a, like a game. It's just like. I mean, for some of the people that follow this team, you know, being a, a reporter myself, it's got to be just 
on like so hard to follow. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the, with the way these two teams are, I mean, you come into this the game, ups and downs, given and all your predictions about Michigan State, you really think they're going to come in and just and then Michigan just blows the door <laughs> off them and, and ties yeah. the ties the uh, biggest win they've ever had against Michigan State with by twenty nine points. I mean, it's just unreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. I mean, either one of these teams, obviously Michigan State's going to get into the tournament even though they don't deserve it right now. They're still just going to get in because of reputation yeah, unless just they bomb out in the season, yeah. which they won't because their competition gets easier. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Michigan right now, I still think looks like a first-four team. I think at least to be able to get in because, like, no matter what, if you look at it from, like, just a statistics standpoint, when Michigan shoots well, they can upset a team in the tournament or beat somebody right. like that. Yeah, they and, can when they shoot well, I mean, they're a team that definitely can compete. When Derek Walton, you know, when he comes to play, like recently, I mean, that's what they, they needed. They're, yeah, they're definitely a team that can that can go down there and play with anybody. Um, Mo Wagner had like 19 points, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So he was a big, he, you know, he, played he was really a good big too. impact, you know. And oh, they're they, big they guys had, play like that. Yeah, that's big. Like four four guys had you know double digits, so. It was it was really a great game for Michigan. Hopefully, they can use this to kind of turn their season around. And they need to. And they yeah, I think so. They need to for Beeline's sake and for the Michigan program's sake of basketball. They do. Because they do. they're too they, talented to not make the tournament. I've been I mean, listening to people say, "Oh, well, you know, we only lost by this many points or whatever." That's just that's the attitude that makes me mad around Michigan basketball. The expectations need to be higher. After now, yeah, you have yeah. a coach like John Beeline, and you have you've had players come through like Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway right. and Nick and teams that have made runs in the NCAA tournament that are deep. So, mm-hmm. th- to me, that that's where like it needs to change a little bit, and th- this is their stretch. They have their chance right now, and I know Zach Irvin hasn't done anything lately, but I'm gonna keep bringing it to him, Walton and Irvin, because I mean, yes, Walton has had a good stretch, but there's still been a lot of times in his career where I've been very disappointed. So, yeah, I, yeah. I want to see these guys down the stretch do something. You know, they they've had their chances over the years, and they just have not done it. At the end of last year, they really did this. They caught fire. The yeah, Indiana, they did. The Indiana they did. game, and they played good. Nearly beat Purdue, and then mm-hmm. they went in and um. Almost beat Notre Dame in the tournament. Should have won that game. Won, but they they choked. The yeah, that, that was bad. But they the really. But you saw bad. at the end of the year, they really looked like a like a different team. Yeah, and I think they're starting to do that right now too. Mm-hmm. We'll see what they can do. They we know they can shoot and uh, and score with anyone in the country. No, and, and, and it's just will yeah, that show. Both up every these night. teams still have mm-hmm. a lot to figure out themselves. You know, looking at Michigan State side of it, they're not. I mean, they're by no. They're too means, experienced. Yeah, they're by saying no, a normal ISO team. They're by no means like figuring out their identity either. Miles Bridges said it after the game. You know, we're not freshmen anymore. Even though you still technically are, he says, you know, like this is unacceptable. We need to win. Tom right. Izzo said it to him during their, that last time out when, you know, there was like two minutes left or whatever. He said, listen to this crowd right now. Like, this is the this is the rivalry. This is what you guys need to feel. Like, you can't just come in here yep. and expect to, like, because he said it. He was like, that was a team of experience with seniors. He should have said senior as the yeah, it was literally one. Right. But so he, he should have said. But I mean, like what he meant is they played at the purpose. Michigan State came in thinking they won the last game and could kind of slouch like they did in the first game because n- neither team played good. Michigan, Michigan State did not play good in the first game. Oh yeah, they both the played a bad was, game. Michigan yeah. State ended up winning the game out of mm-hmm. it because they shot free throws at the end of it. Right. But in, in a game like this, they, they, I feel like the attitude they had coming in was we can. Just hang with these guys and do it. Michigan came in and just did not slow down. It was 23-19 when Izzo called that timeout. Or I, I don't know if it was Izzo or if it was Beeline. One, I think it might have been Beeline, actually. Called the timeout, and you would have thought Michigan State could keep coming back from there. They didn't have a response for Michigan's offense, and Michigan just kept making shots and making shots and making shots. And that mm-hmm. Walton came out and made that three out of, the, out of the timeout. He kept doing it consistently throughout the game. He's done it the past few games now. I haven't seen that from him in his whole career, and I think it's starting to become a consistent thing, which right, is right. great for Michigan. Right. They def- they looked great in that game. That Just might be a lot mean, of the Indiana game, except without – I think even better because you got nothing oh, yeah. from Irvin again. 
but mm-hmm. Rock Mom was great. Duncan Robinson was great. Your two bigs, Wilson and Wagner, fed off each other. When those two are going, Michigan's nearly impossible to That's beat. That's what they Conference need. They just need a they need a post. Those two presence. guys, their energy and like their physicality and athleticism is too much. I, I just and think they yeah. really don't need to do that much in the post. They're really actually great at attacking the basket and shooting from outside. They're both stretch fours. Yeah. And I, yeah, I agree with that. Totally. Especially Wagner. Isn't that one play in Linkford where he just stole Unreal. it and he falls yeah. down? Yeah. How's that big dude? That's, that's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, that, that's that's ridiculous. Michigan was the turnovers they were getting in the first half was crazy. But when they. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their defense was. No one's talking about how good the defense was. It was too. unreal in State that first half. I mean, State just couldn't un- move yeah, They forced so The second many half, turnovers. I don't even count as anything because both teams literally played like they just wanted to dribble out the clock the right. whole time. Like they <laughs> both knew it was over yeah, on either it, side. Everybody so. knew it was game. That's the way it was. But in the, in the first half, I mean, just the way Michigan came out and just played like that, I mean, it's just it's an effort that I haven't seen. When they make their threes, like that. Obviously, you can beat anybody in the country, but the thing they've still been missing the whole time with all that is that one player you can go to, and I think Walton is finally that guy. I think he's finally. I, I think. He, I think they finally have it. They finally have the other piece that they needed, and I. I expect Michigan to play well down this last bunch of stretch of games. I didn't think I'd be saying that, but after seeing the way that they played and the the purpose they played with in that game, I think Michigan can hang with a lot of teams. This game against Indiana on Sunday is going to be huge. They agreed, it, and they, but they, never, they would never game. win an assembly. I, I know it's it's tough. Yeah, but it's I don't see them doing game. it. I don't see them doing it again this it's year. It's the kind of game I they need. So. It's the kind of game they need right now. As I speak, Indiana's being Purdue. So that's I mean, it's going to be it's, it, it could be a lot. And of you know they're going to be hungry there. after getting blown out of Chrysler two right. weeks ago. Yeah, oh so yeah, we'll for see. sure they're, they're we'll going to play good. I mean, yeah, yeah they're beating Purdue right now, thirty to twenty six. So, but either way, the state of Michigan is is uh it's looking amazing blue right now. It's yeah. all amazing blue right now. Yeah, it's all amazing blue. The state. It's good. And, uh, all Michigan amazing. fans, I mean, I, we can't complain. <laughs> as sad yeah, as you it really is, can. Michigan, <laughs> Michigan somehow still will end up getting screwed out of the tournament. Michigan State will make it. And somehow. Oh, it's whatever, whatever. So whatever. Mad, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then we'll keep everyone topic. updated on the uh, the sexual assault stuff from the football program going yep. forward. That'll be yeah, something we'll, sure. we'll come back next week, and we'll make sure we talk about that. Obviously, yeah, more details we get more will come details. forward. Yes, we'll know more sure. about the situation. But mm-hmm. Michigan State football in big trouble right now. Yeah, big, big trouble. trouble. Out of it. Yeah. I mean, either we'll basketball program. Yeah. I mean, that that was a question um, I heard the other day. It was like, what program looks like it's in more trouble? Now, this was before the Michigan basketball game against Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, what program's more in trouble, Michigan basketball or Michigan State football? And it's a, yeah. I think it's a really good question because oh, – Michigan State football, no doubt. I think because Michigan. I basket, think it might Michigan be Michigan basket. basketball. No, please tell me you're basically behind that. Andy, you're way <laughs> off of this, I, dude. No well, way. Well, now this kind of changes Even that a little bit too. This, yeah, but this Michigan changed, basketball. Dude, has, dude, Michigan, when, when's the last time Michigan, they went three and nine? Yeah, but the recruit. Like, okay, but I'm and talking, they recruit better than Michigan State football. They have a top 100 yes, player coming in next yes, year. Yes, I mean they do. They do. State good, has a bunch of three stars. They stole from Max. I mean, schools. State was on the State won five in a row against Michigan at this point, and Michigan hasn't competed with them. And how many games? I mean, they did. They have this year, but until this year, I mean. I don't know, man. They haven't been looking good against Michigan State lately in basketball until this game. Like I said, the yeah. question was asked before that game. True. So right. in the state, yeah, Michigan, I think Michigan, the I think the Michigan basketball program, and I still don't think they're out of it yet, is not like on the up right now. Because but it's definitely it's not nearly as far down as no, no. I mean, yeah, like, I think even before, even before this, this I would say that, the three this nine season that Michigan just basketball broke. hasn't done that forever. This news that just broke kind of kind of changed for a, sure. A, a for few sure. thoughts mm-hmm. on that. That's that's that makes it a little bit yeah, worse. Yeah, but, yeah. But I'm saying Michigan football was at least still recruiting decently. No, no. I mean, Michigan no one coming in. Michigan basketball was recruiting like horribly. But I mean, you're you're talking about right now if they don't come through in this stretch right here it's gonna be three years of straight mediocrity if not worse i mean right right yeah so i mean i agree you, you gotta put michigan but yeah in the spot too so that, that's that's where i think okay. that 
Right now, they could be in a worse situation, but it kind of depends if they finish the season. Yeah. Right, right. But definitely not. Definitely not. If we're talking just next year, I'm, I'm talking about more than just next year, you know, future years. But just next year, uh, Michigan State football. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, with what just happened today, right? Especially yeah. that they're, oh, they're, yeah. they're in a oh, pretty yeah. bad situation right now. Well, so. and, and with the machine, Harbaugh is building in Arbor. Right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's not it's, looking good. It's almost impossible to compete yeah. with that. But they I mean, better, uh, uh, they better just, hold on to those posters of like the 2013 Big Ten championships. <laughs> yeah, and all yeah exactly. they better <laughs> hang them up. <laughs> those going to be distant for memories sure. pretty soon. Then we'll see which fan base is talking about the past. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, want to bring a state fan on here one sure. day, and I want to I want to have a good debate with we them. We do, yeah. Because we have we, we, we had the same thing last year. We're all Michigan guys, Spartan people. Tweet at our tweet at our uh, at our Twitter at sports Come underscore on, conduct. Talk with us. We'll we want to know what you guys think. We're tired of all the Michigan. We'll have uh, somebody call well. in. Yeah, we'll have someone call in. We'll put you on speakerphone. Put you by a microphone, and uh, we'll, we'll phone you in. We'll <laughs> FaceTime you, you in or something. FaceTime you in. <laughs> okay, well, let's guys, let's wrap up with our stud and duds. Um, we wanted to talk some senior basketball. We're not gonna have time for that. Andy, can I get your stud and your dud, sir? My dud is a CMU alum. His name is Jim Costa, and for uh, those of you who <laughs> don't know, those of you who don't know who he is, um, he does a show on ESPN 961 from my hometown, Grand Rapids. Um, he's also now on. Uh, 11.30, I think, uh, a.m. On, in Detroit. Uh, he gets broadcast there as well. And, I mean, yeah, they've made it as a good show, but I don't know how because he is literally terrible. He's horrible. <laughs> At, and the one that bugged me recently out of anything was when he and he, he actually got into a fight with our buddy Colin here on Twitter. Um, <laughs> it wasn't about really it. a fight. It wasn't they, really they, a they fight. They were quoting each other, yeah. like, arguing yeah. a little bit. But he, he, uh, he tweeted about how um, Aaron Rodgers is – uh, more of a goat than Tom Brady, no, and he had to on. say it right after the Super Bowl was done. I hate antagonists like this. I can't stand people that just have to do that to get attention to themselves, and that's the whole point of what they do. I hope he's kidding, but I don't know if he is at the same time. If you're trying to tell me that a guy that has won one Super Bowl and hasn't been back since is better than a guy who's won it five times and has made five comebacks in the fourth quarter, whatever, you're insane. So that's <laughs> that's why Jim Costa is my dud. He does this all the time. He does whatever he can do to just get attention to himself, and it's it's really yeah. irritating. It's kind of pathetic. Um, yeah, so for being a CMU alum, I'm not very proud I'll tell you his, his first tweet right here, right after the game. I don't do GOAT, greatest of all time for people who don't know, based on rings. It's a team It's a team accomplishment. Rodgers has played quarterback position better than Brady. Doesn't have Belichick slash defense. Unreal, man. No, that's like, the hottest stop. of all takes. Oh, my God. And people roasted him Oh, I know. Just the yeah. other, just no one agreed with him. No one agreed with him. I'm sure he talked about it in his show this week. It was probably a very bad argument. Yeah. Not that either one of those other guys that are with him are good. You got a Michigan fan who literally just rides <laughs> Michigan and a state fan who literally just loves yeah. Michigan State. And it's just not a, it's a, it's a – I don't know what, what they're doing there. They need to switch that up. But and uh, yeah, just just terrible. Um, my stud for the week is something that people need to talk about more. But the reason they're not talking about him is a good thing. It's the end of, it's the refs in the Super Bowl. No one really talked about him that game because of how good they did. I mean, how many times wow, can, you, yeah. can you go and point? Although to, I'm sure Falcons fans. Oh yeah, they'll probably them. find oh, something. Yeah. But really, find I mean, something. just in general, like you, you just get it from like a national perspective or something of how they were bad. How this call, you have to admit it was bad. I mean, being Lions fans, we obviously know that. <laughs> right. And just nothing. I mean, you don't see a lot about it. They did a great job in that game. Every, every call that they made, like expect, even on the drive when there was like three in a row that kind of had the Patriots moving the ball until he threw the interception, uh, Brady did to get the pick six. Those were all legit calls too. I mean, just just great officiating in the Super Bowl. Um, those guys deserve a lot of credit for the, the crew that they got to be there. So, Yeah, I agree. For sure. <laughs> for my stud and dud, I have, well, for my stud, I have James White, uh, the – 
the real MVP of the Super Bowl. I mean, three touchdowns. Why? Because Rodgers didn't win it? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that too. I'm not Jim Costa <laughs> the, the, the second, but uh, six carries for uh, 29 yards on the ground, including the two touchdowns on the yep. ground. But he had 110 yards in the air and the touchdown off like 14 receptions. For my dud, I had uh, <laughs> this was recommended by Andy uh, Super Bowl ads. The commercials just <laughs> ah, they just nice. weren't very here. good this year. I mean, Agreed. other than the one with Tom Brady, but that was like after the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was just kind of I was kind of disappointed. Any of them afterward, none of them, yeah. really, like, none get, of them like, stood out. You know. Doritos or something. Yeah, I I didn't like I didn't like any of them. I didn't think okay. many of them were very funny or anything. So it okay. just kind of sucked. Yeah, okay. I like I like it. <laughs> I'm doing something that hasn't been done on this show yet in two years. I'm my stud and my dud are the same person. Oh. My stud slash dud this week is the younger brother of UCLA freshman point guard Lonzo Ball, oh. Lamelo Ball, and, it, and you probably know what I'm getting. Oh this. yeah, he had, he had an amazing record, historical 92 points the other day, and Where's it went for his team. Points? He had 92 points, but if you look at the highlights, the kid is cherry picking every play. He didn't yeah. even play freaking defense. Have you it seen was the worst, it, it was the worst. It was the worst. Oh yeah, points. dude, unbelievable! The worst he ninety-two like, points he ever he'll scored. He'll get a layup where they, the defense doesn't even try to stop yeah. him. Oh, he'll I go know. back up. He'll sit at half court and just bounce around a little bit. Oh hey guys, my team's <laughs> playing defense. Then they'll get a steal or a miss. Late. He'll just go right back down. Ninety-two. Yeah, just ninety-two. If you're the coach, how do you just let a kid not even try on defense? If I'm like a stand, I'm like, what the hell? He didn't even cross half court for like ten possessions. No, it was the worst. He stand there. Ninety-two. Point yep. performance I've yeah, ever yeah. watched. Like, Everyone's giving him so much praise yeah. by seeing the number, yeah. but you see the actual I, thing. Why were they not putting someone down on him more? Just right. Somebody down <laughs> <Yeah>. on him. <laughs> why don't like, get how their team didn't score that much if there's a wide open dude every position? Oh, I know exactly. How do you not win? <laughs> yeah, I don't like know, come man. on, Lamelo. They must have been playing against a grade school I team or something. I blame his coach more than anything. How do you let a kid just not play defense? Right. You're pretty much teaching a young kid that defense doesn't matter. I feel bad for UCLA. They're gonna have to teach this kid defense like. Even right. a, even after he gets to college, right. like, sure. but he's part of my stun because ninety two points, no matter how you get it, is still ridiculous. You gotta give it to him, and the kid does on. have skills. He's committed to UCLA just like his older brother is right now. Yeah, who's one of the best players in the country, yeah. by the way, Lonzo Ball. Yep. Well, LiAngelo Ball plays on that, that same Leangelo, high school team. Yeah, and he's but yeah, he's they, resting to to wait for um for like playoffs or like the postseason. So they're he's all, getting they're more all time. studs. Yeah, they're, they're all, all freaking studs. All, when they are in <laughs> when they're in the NBA. They're going to be like the LeBrons. You right. know? Like, well, I don't know about that. I mean, there's only one LeBron. But <laughs> well, good, but I mean, yeah, all you're going to hear is LeBron. All you're going to hear is ball, ball, ball. But, know, e- but no, either, no. anyway, that's going to do it for us on the Sportsman Like Conduct uh, this Thursday night. We hope you enjoy the show, and we will talk at you next week. Jack Ink. We all know that annoying sign. Don't break the bank buying ink. Save more on your printer today, because at O-Ink, we cut the fat off of ink prices.